your guarantee. Another wonderful show right before a Thursday night game. This game is Raiders-Rams. Going to be as interesting as every other Thursday night game, but not as interesting as the other one. Bills-Patriots, that was awesome. We're not talking about that. I have a good one for you. Since Tom Brady left the Patriots, the Patriots are missing seasoning, the sauce, the juice, the gusto. The Patriots as an organization has went soft. And I think that's hurting Mac Jones. I was watching Mac Jones highlights. Motherfucker was slinging it for Bama. How on earth you in the NFL in the time where it's the most pass happy league and you're not letting him sling it. He's frustrated. He's yelling at the coaches. Let me throw the fucking ball. The Patriots gone soft, bro. Vance Joseph, the <laughs> defensive coordinator for the Cardinals. Yeah, in case you were wondering, the, the Cardinals do have a defensive coordinator. Uh, said some pretty horrendous things. Uh, he said, um, essentially, let me see if I can pull up the exact quote here. Uh, he essentially said, uh, they asked what he sees in the Patriots offense. Uh, and he said they run a lot of screens. It's very, very conservative. It looks like a defensive coordinator, tr- a defensive coach trying to call an offense. <laughs> said they, <laughs> they try to take time off the clock. They try to control the ball, and they try not to turn it over. <laughs> <laughs> yep, sounds about right. Sounds official. So, <laughs> so that's awesome. Happy, happy for that. Happy for that. Yeah, they go up against Cardinals on Monday night. And after those comments, I hope Bill takes over and just goes, you know what, Mac, throw the ball. I'm not reserving playoff tickets. I'll put it that way. I mean, um, right now, if the Patriots win this one and the Jets go lose to the Bills. They they need to win the next two. Yeah. Uh, and they will not be favored in both of them. No, it's tough. And the talk out of the Patriots coaching staff is basically Bill saying there's nothing we can do at this point in the season to change it. We just have to keep going. <laughs> that's, that's so fucked up, which he's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, the hard part is like everybody's like circling Bill O'Brien for an OC job next year. However, it sounds like if rumors are true, uh, Bill O'Brien wants a head coaching job next year, which I don't know who's going to give him that. I mean, 
<laughs> if Alabama made the college football playoff and he was able to really do something there, that would be great. The issue he's going to run into is he didn't win a national title at Alabama. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I mean, you can say, and you would be right, that this is the worst group of wide receivers Alabama has had in the last 20 years. Yeah. But yeah. nobody's going to give you that because you're still fucking Alabama. Pretty much. So that's where it gets interesting. Like, would a Bill O'Brien want to go to Stanford, who's allegedly interested in hiring Jason Garrett? Would he want to go to – was he interested in, like, Auburn? Florida State might already be moving on from their coach. Mm -hmm. Like, where does he see himself? Does he see himself staying in college? Uh, there's been rumors that like Mike Leach for health reasons might be looking at retiring. Would he be looking at something like that? Or, you know, is he ready to take? Cause I, I just can't see a team in the NFL. Like, I don't like, would Denver hire him? Would I mean, Vegas hire him? I mean, right now Vegas, it really sounds like can't afford to fire McDaniels. That's where it gets interesting. Cause I was kind of thinking about who would, who's my list. The issue with Bill Belichick is, the good thing and the bad thing about Bill Belichick, he always has his guys. Mm-hmm. And this is like the first time where he hasn't had a guy who wanted to come back. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like he had Skarnekia, uh, and like the replacements aren't working, but McDaniels takes a huge chunk of the team to Vegas. Patriots always reload. There's somebody in the pipeline. I don't know if there's anybody there anymore. So he's going to actually have to actually go out and like interview and find people who fit what he wants to do. I just don't know. Like, do you go and grab like a Cliff Kingsbury who is a dog shit head coach, but at one point was a pretty creative offensive coordinator. At the very least, you know, he's going to push the ball downfield. I think that would be absolutely perfect. Cliff Kingsbury to the Patriots. Cliff Kingsbury won't be the man to make the major decisions. And I think that's the biggest problem with Cliff Kingsbury is some of the major decisions that he make are tough, are questionable. Let's see if this team will make it. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're going to let go of Cliff Kingsbury as soon as they're like playoff out. But for Bill O'Brien, I mean, head coaching position in the NFL, I don't, I mean, if the Jags position was open, maybe. I mean, I mean, but then again, Houston hasn't landed a, Solid head coach since Bill O'Brien has left. So maybe give him another call. Deshaun's gone. D-Hop's gone. <laughs> Start fresh. I was going to say, more importantly, in New England, there is absolutely no chance in hell that Cliff Kingsbury will be in charge of drafting anybody. Absolutely not. So not even close. I mean, yeah, that's. Would Bill even take a suggestion? I. I, I don't think he's right. He's there yet. Okay. It'll be, it's very interesting, man. I don't, I don't know what exactly is going to happen there, but yeah, like I said, when you look at like young, innovative offensive coaches, the Patriots have a lot of holes that they need filled specifically offensive line. I think you're paying Johnu Smith too much for his production and he's got time left on his deal. I think you have a really solid defense, though, and you've done good things to get faster. You obviously need to replace Devin McCourty, who is too slow to be back there anymore. But, yeah, man, it's tough. You look around the league. Young offensive coaches, 
your guys like your Mike McDaniels, your whatever, I mean, bad examples, but like Nathaniel Hackett, uh, Kyle Shanahan, all these guys, that's the new trend to make them head coaches. So there's less of them available. Yeah. So I really don't know what you do. I mean, we're potentially finally at a point where like the Sean McVay magic, like he's it seems like gotten to a point similar to Bill Belichick where it's like, I think you're out of guys. Like all your guys got gigs. And until yeah. some of them get fired and start coming back, like what are you going to do? You're just spread thin. So, I mean, I don't know. looks like Ken Dorsey, the Bills' OC, Bills new OC, he might already, the way Dable's been successful, might already get a look somewhere. Yeah. I just don't see it. Like, I mean, you'd think that the Vikings' OC might get a look somewhere, but, I mean, how much of that is him? How much of that is uh, Kevin, you know, O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell? And on top of that, there have been games where the Vikings' offense has just been saved by good bounces and Justin Jefferson being ridiculous. That's exactly what it is with the Vikings sometimes. So yeah, I mean it's it's an interesting league right now where there I we're getting to a point where it's similar to like quarterbacks where I just don't know if there's enough top tier talent to go around. Mm-hmm. I mean maybe Nathaniel Hackett gets fired and you find out that he's much better when he's not a head coach. That would be kind of fucking awesome if the Broncos do let go of Nathaniel Hackett because it's just not it, not their fit. And Nathaniel Hackett is an OC somewhere, and he goes to the Patriots. That would yeah. be your best bet. Get some new blood in the building. And, you know, he's – Aaron Rodgers was a two-time, three-time – or two-time MVP under him. So – Maybe the Chiefs just finally jettisoned the enemy. I mean, fuck, man. About time. <laughs> he doesn't get a head coaching job. He just leaves for another OC job. I'm, we'll take it. We need some new – we need someone in the building that's going to beat the fucking Bengals. Because my goodness gracious, it's not. So let's move on to the Chiefs game real quick. (laughs) It's gross because Mahomes and this offense, they completely lose themselves when they play the Bengals. They try to do the most. They try like the Bengals have a beautiful two bedroom loft overseeing Kansas City in Patrick Mahomes' head. That's what it is. Because every time he goes out there, it's a show. He wants to go out there and just beat on them, beat them by 20. But he doesn't throw it under. He tries to force things. And it's just an ugly game throughout. The Bengals only put up 27 points. That's a good defensive performance from this defensive crew. With Chase and Higgins and all the... You got to be able to put up more points than that. I don't want to make excuses because all year has been like our receivers are good. Our defense is getting together. Mahomes is playing perfect, lights out. It was just they completely played like dumbasses. And the Bengals winning that game, it just catapults them. It's just a full confidence, chases back, full confidence to move into the playoffs. Bro, uh, you can call me a hater. That's fine. But I do think I'm onto something when I say there are people who are just afraid to hit Patrick Mahomes and they're afraid to get beat by the chiefs. Mm -hmm. Like they're just intimidated by the explosiveness of the offense. Yeah. When there are two teams that I can think of off the top of my head. Besides like the non besides like Brady Patriots, obviously. And that is Cincinnati Bengals, Tennessee Titans. And both of them, the key in there, they have beaten Patrick Mahomes and they have not only done that, but they have 
push enforce their will on the Chiefs. And I'm considering what the Titans did with their backup quarterback as a beatdown of the Chiefs because they won that game. Their their receivers let them down. They that should have been a dub. Uh but yeah, I legitimately do think that there's something to that and you just got to like when the if the league catches on, woof, that could be rough. And that's one thing that you still have over that entire division mm-hmm. that when my dumbass is placing futures bets and, you know, let's riding it with my danger witch. <laughs> uh, like none of them in the enemy Reed Mahomes era of the Kansas City Chiefs have won a game. I think you need or really won a game. I think you need the Chargers to win in Arrowhead convincingly, make Mahomes look average. Mm-hmm. And I think they could change their culture, but yeah. they're not going to do it with that head coach. You put Dan Campbell as a head coach of the Chargers, and <laughs> I, I'm going to start to worry about your Chiefs in the D word of dynasty. Oh, I I have the plan on beating the Chiefs because I know the weaknesses and stuff. Play them straight. Play them straight. The Bengals, what do they do? Play them straight. The Titans, what do they do? Play them straight. I think the Eagles, if they do see the Eagles, play them straight. Because your defense, you're just saying that, all right, we're not going to put Mahomes on this godly pedestal. We're just going to disguise things and not throw safeties 30 yards back there and completely change our defensive ways. That's the only thing. There's days where Mahomes can eat that shit up and you got to change, but there's also days like last week where they get played straight up and there's nothing you can do. Tough game. Tough game. Those games right there, I think that's where Mahomes needs to go. All right. I need to completely change the offensive scheme of things, and I just need to run the ball myself. Like that's where Mahomes should probably get like a hundred yard game. Unrealistic, but it's like, all right, well, he's giving us something completely different. Until then, the enemy being the OC and them just not being playing straight up football because they try to get cute too. That's the the Chiefs get cute because they can't do what they can do instead of just going, hey, keep going forward. But I, I honestly respect a lot the fact that they don't run Mahomes as much as they could. Because I do think in the I'm long sure. run, that's going to be very, a very negative. It's going to, Josh Allen is going to not have a good ending of his career. I think you're going to have a lot of playoff runs in Buffalo where that arm just doesn't look right. And it's because he's banged up his shoulder going headfirst into people. And Mahomes is better at sliding, but he's also smaller yeah. than Josh Allen. And his weird throwing motion, I think he's asking for injuries to affect his throwing much easier. Yeah. So I do actually enjoy that. The issue is like, man, I just feel like you need to allow him to sit back and he's just got to be able to pick people apart. And they panic way too easily considering the talent they have on that team. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Mahomes never gets the design run. Like, Josh gets maybe like 12 a game where it's just just him. And I think that's where they might need to change it. But ever since that knee injury where he dislocated his knee on that fucking QB run, that was the last one of his career. That was the last design run for Mahomes was that QB sneak where he dislocated his kneecap, which makes sense. 
take care of your money. They're not going to put them in a situation where Mahomes is in a position where he's going to get hit. Every play is designed for him not to get touched. But it is very interesting. When you push them to the limit, they blink first every time. Every time. Every time. And it's so tough because when they do, they still have the talent and they still have the power just to power through that shit. It's just they don't. And they're not getting blown the fuck out. They're not. That's the worst part, that they're right there. They just don't have enough to get over because they've used all their plays just to get back. And now they don't have plays to get all the way over. And it's crazy. It's crazy how you need a freak of a fuck. You need three freak players to get this team rolling. And right now you got two. And it's wild that the Bengals have just been consistently able to shut down Travis Kelsey with a defensive back. Best DB. That's your guy. Play him straight up. Don't fucking lose or you're getting benched out. That's how they do it. It's crazy. They play zone with 10 different guys, but Kelsey has a guy on him at all times. That's why you can't. Kelsey's only good because he, oh, cover two, I'm going to sit right here. Cover three, I'm going to sit right here. Mm-hmm. And Mahomes, dump, 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 dump. But if you play a man, but you're throwing zone everywhere, and Mahomes just learned how to read defenses fucking three years ago, yeah, yeah, this is where you get caught up. Any defensive, that's why t- Mike Vabel, come on now, fucking mastermind on defense. Yeah, that's where you get the fucking craziness. I could beat the Chiefs. That's the worst part. I could go out there, yep, man Kelsey, send four, play shallow defense in the middle, call it good. Is Juju going to beat you over the top? No. Is MVS going to do it? Yes. But is he going to catch it? I don't know. McCall Haltman is always a fucking gadget play because I don't know if he knows how to run routes. And Tony's hurt, so what's the point? I think Sky Moore has had more runs than catches this year. This phenomenal rookie that you get in the first round that's supposed to be the guy that was not what you needed. You wanted to replace Kelsey, or you wanted to replace Hill so bad, but that's not the guy you needed. Christian Watson was available. You need a 6'2", 6'3", go up and get him guy that has some speed, and that's it. That's it. I don't know. That's They're going to go get it next year. They're going to figure it out, but they need to go get an OC. And I'm not giving up on this team. This team is going to be great. This team is going to make it to the AFC Championship game for the fifth year in a row, fourth, fifth year in a row. It's going to be great. Who are they playing there? No idea. But when the playoffs kick in, it's different. I think this year, the only difference that you're going to see is the Chiefs are not going to be down 14-0 right away, 10-0 right away. I think that they need to play way better defense because they don't have – a five-yard slant for 70 yards. Sad as it is, McCall Hartman, everyone on that fucking team runs a four or five or under, but no one could just take a slant and go. I'm very excited whenever we get Miami, Kansas City. It's going to be great. If it doesn't happen this year, you know the the NFL. The same way we got Brady Mahomes yep. six straight years, <laughs> we're getting a Miami, Kansas City game. I don't know how that works out with the schedule to get Brady Mahomes six straight years, but they make it happen. It's just so magical how the divisions play together. Yeah. Flex game is always them. (laughs) Next year's, I'm telling you, week two, Thursday night, first Thursday night football, or second Thursday night football, Miami, Kansas City, in Kansas City. Tyreek Hill is going to be there. 
He's going to get a whole bunch of booze and love. Blah, blah, blah. He's going to go for nine catches, 189, two touchdowns, and do a backflip and peace. He's going to get two. He might get kicked out of the game in the fourth. Like, third taunting penalty on number 10. This is an ejection. And the Chiefs lose by two. Out <laughs> is. I don't know what to say. But moving on, let's talk about a team that's in a bye week real quick. Because I think it's hilarious. Desmond Riller is going to get the start next week for Atlanta. They're moving away from Marcus Mariota. Week 14. <laughs> week 14, they are making this decision. Still very much in this season. Absolutely. Like, we we uh, we talked Patriots, we talked Chiefs. That Bucks game, for 57 minutes, I was about ready to fucking throw the towel in it was so bad like and again not even i might be an idiot but not even because of brady no like that play calling is so bad like donovan smith is the most penalized man in football and he's your left tackle we talked about it last week the compilation video of the first downs Bro. crucial first downs and touchdowns I thought you were bullshitting I thought you were bullshitting but when Godwin got that touchdown in the back of the end zone I was like it's over flag oh they lost this game I said do the video dude it's like eight separate games and it's like literally crucial third down to drive or a touchdown or like a massive like 70 yard play and I swear 85% of the penalties you would just be fine without like some of them like Brady might get hit as he throws. So like, who knows? But yeah, it is every single game with that shit. And like, I don't, I still don't know exactly why he's there. I mean, I'm assuming it's got something to do with moving worfs around and what they had to do because of uh, Jensen's injury. But so bad. I like I don't know the answer. I mean, obviously you have like things going wrong, but the Buccaneers just can't stretch multiple plays at a time. There's no rhythm to the offense. The offensive line isn't good. It's overpenalized. The lowest average rush in the NFL. Yeah. Not good. Not yeah. good at all. Considering you have like good running backs and you try to get you try to give Rashad White some some play. Looks really good. Should be in there. Paying Lenny a lot of money. And then he'll look like randomly good. But that's the issue with Leonard Fournette is he'll look good for like two runs. And then he'll look like dog shit for 12. And the situations where you think, oh, dude, this is a Fournette run, like third and one. No, he's terrible at short yardage. <laughs> like putting White in there and throwing a fucking check down. And, like, you can't get to a point – he's a little bit better at catching the ball, but you can't get to a point where every time Fournette's in, it's a pass. So yep. you have to run him occasionally. It's it's just a nightmare situation over there. And I thought it would be interesting if they brought someone in, like a Melvin Gordon or something like that, is pretty much can do both. Can run between the tackles and catch the ball very well. And I think that changes your team a little bit. At least bringing him in can change your team up. And offensive line-wise, I think that's just, I don't know. If you make it to the playoffs, that's when things tighten up. But, man, it's tough. It's tough watching this team sometimes. Brady like, can't hold the ball at all. Like, 
it's like 2.4 seconds or you're fucked. Yeah. A, a play that I thought was absolutely amazing was a shotgun pass to Brady where he throws it to the uh, sl- uh, screen receiver and it was a hold. The ball was in his hand for maybe a second, at maybe 0.89 holding offense. I'm like, how? How on earth? You just got to stand there for a second. And Cam Jordan is good, but if you can't contain Cam Jordan, good. you are absolutely fucked with, like, no wonder Miles Garrett was eating all day. Like, bro, you are not ready for Aaron Donald. It, it'll be very interesting because this week they get Nick Bosa. So, yeah, good luck. I would throw left. Honestly, it's very brutal. I mean, yeah, the Bucks have to go against the 49ers, and I think this is awesome for Tom Brady. I think the 49ers should, like, let him come in, like, six hours early with no cameras. We're like, this is where we walk in. <laughs> this is the locker room here. <laughs> this, is, this is what we do on this side. Just, just, give him, just give him the home locker room for one <laughs> game? Just like, hey, you know, this was this is where Jimmy, we'll, you know, we'll take this off. Let's take the locker out real quick just to, just to give me the image. I, they just <laughs> need to be like, Tom, we will let you cut Jimmy. <laughs> You can call him into your office. Oh, shit. Yeah, no. Tom, as Tom goes to the 49ers, he will be the second quarterback in the league with his own office. Well-deserved for Tom, though. I don't know why Russ has him. But, yeah, no, the Bucks team, uh, not giving up on him, bro. As much as I want to, just like, bro, this Bucks team, is Atlanta's going to squeak in with Desmond Dude, Miller getting hot or some shit like that. It's ridiculous, but I could still see the Bucks beating the Vikings. Oh, that's with ease. The like, Vikings, and they then they could go out and beat the Commanders because they did some fluky shit. Yeah, when you watch them play, when it's cooking, like in the two-minute offense, which I don't know why they don't just go no huddle all the time. Yeah. Like when they get in that two-minute offense with Brady – against the Rams and against, like, just taking big chunk plays. I don't know why they don't just play that all the time. It's so frustrating. Jay, what are you so thinking? good. What do you, why do you think they're so good? Because Leftwich is out of the play. It's all Tom at that point because it's go, go, go. He's turning off the mic. He's taking the orange out of his helmet. Just boom. Not dealing with that. We know what we're doing down the field. And it works. Just go fucking Oregon on the bit. Fuck it. Just fucking get Tom clapping for the ball. Get, like, just take Leftwich completely out of it and you'd be good. So, hypothetically, right now, Atlanta has a bye week this week, which is good. If you're gonna make a if you're gonna make a, a switch at quarterback at quarterback, it's probably best to do it during a bye week. I know. Hypothetically, if the Bucks lose, which they are projected to right now. They're we'll projected see. to lose to the Niners. This could be awesome. This will be like plus three. Uh, San Francisco is minus three and a half, but that's even odds. Bucks are plus 155. Niners are minus 180 with Brock Purdy. That is so, so disrespectful, bro. Come on, man. Brock fucking Purdy is minus three and a half for the fucking I, 49ers. I literally think, but I literally think that if you put Nick Bosa in at quarterback, it would also be minus three and a half. So <laughs> I think that's more what they're getting at. Gotcha. Uh, but if that happens, if they lose, as they are currently projected to by Vegas, uh, the Bucks would be at six and seven leading the division. The Atlanta Falcons would be five and eight. 
Uh, Carolina Panthers would be five and eight, and New Orleans would be five and nine. So literally, the Atlanta Falcons would be one game back with the from the Buccaneers. They play the Buccaneers one more time this year, and they were one drive away, like very close to beating the Buccaneers at home earlier this season. Yeah. And you are saying that you are seeing enough from Desmond Ritter where you're going to bench a guy who played pretty well for most of the year. Your team's been, I mean, he hasn't been the reason you're winning games, but he's been pretty solid. Yep. And you're paying him a decent amount of money, benching him for a rookie. I don't know if this is like a now or never thing, or if it was a, uh, if it's a, well, we never really thought we'd be this good. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of quarterbacks in the draft. Maybe we might like with everybody moving up, we might actually have a shot at a really good one. <laughs> and it's not even that you're good. It's just your fucking division is ass and you're still in it at five and eight. <laughs> That's all it is. So Atlanta's really sitting there like, I we, I don't, what? I, we got to make a move. All right. Tell me tell me what division is better. Ready? Yeah. Five and eight, four and eight, four and nine, uh, six and six, five and seven, three and nine. Mm, six and seven, six and seven, three and nine. That one trash team, but you still have three people competing at the top. Only one winning record in the division in both of these divisions. <laughs> oh yeah you talk about the afc south <laughs> no i'm talking about the afc west motherfucker one of those is the chiefs division oh my god take the chiefs out your division is ass so fuck you <laughs> hey bro listen all we all know it's bad football i can't control it <laughs> where's all the haters at we were supposed to be fourth or third in this division right now all the what jay all the d linemen all the d the dns that we had to deal with all that what Hey, listen, Russell Wilson puts up 18 points a game. Watch your ass. Not by fault. Listen, I said that before the Future song came out. (laughs) I heard that. I would have gone the other way. God, it just sucks. Russell Wilson's got the FBI working for him. How was I supposed to know he got an office in the facility next to the coaches? I want to see it. I, I feel like it's like a storage space that they had, but they cleared it out for us. It's just a very small office. <laughs> Bro, I I want it to be bigger than Nathaniel Hackett's office. Yes. Russ has team meetings in his office. <laughs> He's in it like one day a week. Has a bed in there that he always keeps unmade so people think he's living in the facility. Just a constant. He just goes in, just turns on the film on repeat. So, like, oh, Russ is here. Look, he's just in the building somewhere. <laughs> Film's on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a destruction of a fucking organization by one trade. Jeez. Oh, Keeps well. the car parked at the facility and Ubers to work every day. Pretty much. <laughs> he tells C to bring him to work. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard this song, honey? No. We we like to ride inside. Or, baby, can you play one, two step? That's my favorite. <laughs> hey, remember when I bought your masters for you? Remember that? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you get money when we play this, honey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, Desmond Riddler starting for Atlanta. And tonight, 
starting for the Los Angeles Rams? Question mark. But it could be Baker Mayfield, and he just got there two days ago. This is a awesome move for the Rams. I love it. Petty. King Petty shit. We're going to claim Baker Mayfield, knowing damn well that the 49ers need to start Brock Purdy. And the 49ers didn't want to claim him. They didn't put the claim in for Baker. They really was trying to give him league minimum in the building. But the Rams, do you think that Baker going to the Rams is more of a see how it goes for a long-term future type shit? Or is this just, hey, bring him in. We know we know that Stafford's not coming back. And maybe Baker, Perkins, and Walford can make us competitive in this division. Because they're not technically out, but they have a long, long way before. I mean, I think we can all admit that regardless of what happens tonight, we've seen what John Wolford can do. Yep. And his ceiling is about Colt McCoy. Pretty much. Like, and the way Matthew Stafford's wife is talking on her podcast uh, it sounds like she's ready for him to be done right now. Jay's a very avid listener to her podcast. I I just get the clips because it's uh, <laughs> very interesting to hear her talk so openly. Like if Giselle had a podcast, Tom would never let her talk about his career like that. Like it's. <laughs> oh, shit. That'd be so awesome. Uh, I'm not anyway. going to be able to record today because I have to go to Tom's game. <laughs> listeners just so you know angel is latin he can make fun uh, yep. of brazil puerto rico this uh but anyway uh it sounds like he still likes it but i mean two con- concussions in three weeks it sounds like that's the thing she's the most afraid of i mean tom is a, a king for putting off his wife's wishes for as long as he did and i mean look where it's gotten him right now three and one since the divorce with two game-winning drives but I'm not saying that's for everyone, you know. Uh, I think they really do need to potentially get a a solid backup and start grooming a quarterback of the future. And they are very – or they need to be very aware. They have no draft picks for, like, the next four years. So – Yeah. So – I think I think Baker Mayfield might be the best you got. If Stafford decides just right in the middle, like, yo, sorry, my head hurts, I'm done. And he's an injury-prone guy to begin with. The fact that he made it through 19 games to win a Super Bowl yep. is shocking to me. Like, Yeah, it's going to be interesting, but I think that Baker could be the guy, though. I still I mean, have a hope for it. There are two coaches I think that Baker should try to work with, if at all possible. Sean McVay or Sean Payton? Yeah. If it doesn't work here, I, I think that's his other opportunity. But who knows? Uh, the New England Patriots have gone seven straight uh, red zone drives without a touchdown. The longest streak under Bill Belichick. So, so you know, that popped up. So that's awesome. <laughs> Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Uh, Let's talk about the Ravens before we get into pickums real quick. Lamar out with a knee injury, PCL injury. Tyler Huntley is coming in again. The Ravens are eight and four, tied with the Bengals at the top of the division. 
and they go up against the Steelers this week. What type of situation now, like, with the Ravens, like, going forward here? Because they did this last year. Again, Lamar not available later in the season, not being able to keep up with his body, bro. And, like, this was like this, oh, Lamar put on this weight. He's going to be able to take some hits. He's a little faster. He's going to be able to do his thing. But now another injury where he's out possibly for two, three weeks. I mean, yeah, Jay, we talked about his contract and we talked about it all the time, but here we go again. Uh, I mean, I I think this is maybe the worst thing that could have happened to him in yeah. his quest for guaranteed money. Absolutely. And I don't think anybody in the league is going to offer him the guaranteed money he's looking for. Legitimately, his best chance right now, if he's looking for guaranteed money, will be to continue trying to be franchise tagged as long as he can. Yep. And, and the- I I don't think that I, I would be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised, I should say, if the Ravens just decided, no, we're not even gonna franchise tag you. It'd be tough. It would be tough to let go of MVP quarterback like that. But with the history that you get from him it's tough. It's really, really tough. Is he exciting? Can he win you games? Absolutely. The Ravens are eight and four. But it's that question of can he get you all the way over the hump? This is the playoff. This was the playoff for him to go, hey, pay me my money because I am I won you two games in the playoffs and I'm in the championship. That was the success for the team. That was it. Like that was if you're not gonna get your money, you're gonna say, I'm not talking about it during the season. You have to perform your absolute best. And I don't think you're going to get that from Lamar for the rest of the season after this knee injury. Yeah, I mean, maybe the criticisms are fair. Maybe he needs to pass his way to some wins, stop running as much. And, you know, I I think this is the year he really should have made a more concerted effort to do that. The issue is, I mean, no offense to Ravens. They've tried really hard. They just have not done a good job hitting on draft talent lately. Absolutely. A.K. Dobbins was supposed to be a game changer and was looking all right when he has been in. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy. Got Rashad Bateman with a very high draft pick and has not played 16 games so far in two seasons. Yep. It's, It's tough. It's really tough for this Ravens team. And I'm saying it right now, December 8th, I don't think this Ravens team makes the playoff at eight and four. It's possible. As good as this uh, uh, AFC East is and all these other teams in this AFC, they can go on a very ugly run here and be out because the Jets are in right now at seven and five. They're wild card at the bottom. They're only a game back from the Ravens. The Ravens are putting Huntley in for possibly two weeks. I mean, they got lucky that they're going to play the Steelers. But then again, you have to go against TJ. And that defense, that's really good. And that offense, you know, that could click here and there. But it's going to be tough. But I think the Ravens are going to be out of the playoffs by the end of it all. And real question marks are going to happen for Lamar going forward. Real question marks. It's going to be crazy. Absolutely crazy. I I mean, I agree. I think it'll be be interesting to see what he walks out with. But I wouldn't be surprised if the – the contract they offered him before the season comes back out on the table and makes a final offer. Yeah, and that will be Lamar's best option at that point. Play 16 games or win a Super Bowl, you can get more money. 
Mm, there it is. And I think that contract would probably be best for them. If he just takes what he's what is the average for top quarterbacks right now. So in two, three years, they can get you a receiver, get you a running back that could actually stay healthy. Lamar's gotta be smart, man. Like I know the money's big and all the other stuff, but like what do you want? You want to get a big ass contract, one big contract, and your team is bad. So then you have to like re- renegotiate medium or try to be in the same bullshit for another contract. No, man, put yourself aside and go, hey, man, yeah, I need a big body target in here. I need a running back. I need an offensive lineman because, yeah, I could run, but it'd be great if I could throw it up to somebody and he catches it because Mark Andrews had a tough year, too. So very rough for the Ravens right now. And it's kind of hard to say that because they're eight and four, but we're looking at the rest of the teams and it's not looking good, not looking good. And they're not in an easy division, that's for sure. Absolutely not. And that team and that division is going to continue to get better. All right, Jay, let's get into pickums of the week because this is another beautiful week in football. A lot of divisional games, so I can't wait to hear what you got. Let's start off with the Vikings and Lions. Lions are going into Minnesota to play the oh, excuse me. Vikings are going to Detroit to play the hottest team in the league. Are we still saying that? It took an L, but not an ugly L. And they had that bye week. So Lions favorite in this game still, I think. Last time I checked, I looked, they were minus 125, I think. Uh, 10 and 2 Vikings, 5 yeah. and 9 Lions, 5 and 8 Lions. Hottest team in the NFL. <laughs> Who you got in this one? I got the Detroit Lions, sir. <laughs> Let's go. Um, you know what? I I got the Lions in this one as well. I think this is that uh weird little trap game where they go in and they lose this game. I mean, they always lose a weird one to Detroit. It's been like three years in a row they've been doing this shit. So I mean, people forget Vikings won last time barely, but Jeff Okuda shut down Justin Jefferson. Yeah, it was bad. Like nothing over there. Not we'll see if it was a fluke. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, next game, uh, Chiefs at the Broncos. This is the get right game. This is that. This is that twenty four ten cover spread game. Can you imagine if Russ just goes out for like six touchdowns in this game and you guys lose to the Broncos? That'd be fucking amazing. Be really amazing. Fucking Chiefs going in a three seed. Having to play in Buffalo and Cincinnati, yeah, be incredible. If you had some other guys, maybe I'm not gonna say I miss Hill right now, but I'm just saying I miss a guy that can run a four <laughs> one. Uh, next game on the slate, we just talked about it a little bit: the Ravens and the Steelers. Tyler Huntley versus Kenny Pickett. Interesting game. I, Huntley has always come in and played really, really good. He's always found a way to be mobile just as much as a little. He's better. He's a better passer. I mean, they need him to play well to give them leverage in the Lamar negotiations. And I think he will. Yeah. Uh, I think Kenny Pickett, he's been inconsistent. Steelers have been inconsistent. I think this is the first losing season of Mike Tomlin's career. Uh, I, I have the Ravens pulling this out. I just think I think Huntley will play better this week than he did last week with a full week of practice. He usually does. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I got the Ravens in this one as well. I think the Rave, I think Tyler Huntley comes back. He gets back to playing that really good football he played last year. Like we said it last year, like Tyler Huntley can throw the ball a little better than Lamar. So now they got a guy that potentially can throw the ball a little better than Lamar right now. So I'll take it. Jags going into Tennessee to play the top team in their division. Who you got here? Trevor Lawrence, day to day. Yeah, day to day, Trevor Lawrence. Give me the Titans. They need a bounce back game. Uh, I think if they have a game as bad as last week, it's tough because they're still very much in the lead in their division. But there is a good chance that you see Tannehill not finish the season as a starting quarterback for Tennessee. Absolutely. Because uh, they they did not look good to the point where they fired their general manager in a couldn't be more transparent. Like, why the fuck did you trade AJ Brown move I've ever seen? Absolutely. I think the owner cussed him out. <laughs> no, no, no. I want to fire him myself. <laughs> he only wanted eleven million dollars a year. Are you stupid? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That was tough to see A.J. Brown go out there and beat their ass like that. Uh, next game on the slate, A.J. Brown and the Eagles going into New York Giants. I think the Giants need this win in the worst way. They do. Uh, they really do. Against the Eagles. Uh, I, but I think the Eagles also aren't feeling great right now. And I think they, they need another dominant win. And this would... I think wrap up the division for them. Yeah, they won this one. They uh, got the division. So, I mean, I'm I'm all for it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next game, Jets at the Buffalo Bills. Calling it right now, I got the Jets. Ten point spread, disrespectful. Plus three sixty. Absolutely. Crazy, crazy, crazy that they have a plus 10. I think the Jets defense is very disrespected. And that Sauce and Diggs matchup, I think Sauce got this one this time. So I like the Jets covering that spread. For uh, Next game, Browns, Deshaun Watson, and his first game in the division against the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Deshaun didn't look great. Houston looked worse. I have the Bengals coming off their biggest game of the year. I'll take them all day long. Uh, yeah, I, I got the Bengals in this one. I I, I think Deshaun is going to struggle the rest of the year. I know, man, I don't know. I could make an argument that you would be better off starting Jacoby Brissett the rest of the season than trying to play catch up with Deshaun, if you truly want to make the playoffs, but I don't think they do. I don't think they do. I think they're just letting Deshaun run out here for the last couple of games and going into next year and seeing how it looks. They paid him enough. They have him locked down for multiple years. They don't have to do anything this year, knowing that even if you get into the playoffs, it's just going to be nothing but Deshaun this, Deshaun that, Deshaun this, distractions after distractions. It's just going to be tough. Just end the season. Wrap it up. See if you can go into next year without a massage. See how it goes. Next game, the Battle of Texas. The Houston Texans up against the Dallas Cowboys. What's the spread? Give me the Cowboys with ease. 13? 
it is. I think it's fifteen. Fifteen. I was just. I was just looking at it because I was like, I kind of want to take it, but damn, it's big. I'll take it. Uh, seventeen and a half. Seventeen and a half. Holy shit. Yeah, seventeen and a half. That was it. I I don't know. I still got the Cowboys. I think I think that the Cowboys are still they're gonna dismantle the shit out of this team. They they don't even know if they're gonna play what quarterback they're playing right now. Bro, Houston's uh, Davis Mills. Uh, back to Davis Mills. Back to Davis Mills. Okay, but it it's Houston is uh plus <laughs> a thousand. Plus a thousand. Holy plus shit. a thousand, dude. I've never seen anything that That's high. The biggest spread that I've seen on a team money line ever. Plus a thousand. Plus a th- yeah, I have not seen yeah, I haven't seen anything that high since the last time you were in Vegas. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, I think Georgia goes favored against Texas if if uh, they were matched up together. <laughs> That's how bad it is. Uh, next game, Bucks going to San Fran to go against Brock Purdy. I, I Brock I- Purdy makes me want to bet the Bucks. But Devonta Smith makes me want to bet the 49ers. Uh, you don't have to tell me too much, Jay, because I know that I want. We're gonna look it up anyway. Tom Brady's record against rookie quarterbacks is probably like thirty-eight and like two. So, yeah, but if you look at Bill Belichick's record against rookie quarterbacks, it's probably pretty fucking similar. I think that's gonna be the bigger issue is <laughs> Byron Leftwich is a moron. Well, yeah, that's true. So, well, there is that. Uh, <laughs> I'm still taking the Bucks, though. I think Brock Purdy. I don't care what's going on. I no, Brock Purdy's not going to beat this team. Something our dumb fucking followers don't seem to understand is sometimes you just pick things because <laughs> of the odds. And I will take Tom Brady in San Francisco plus one fifty five money line any day. So, yeah, it might be on my card. And, yeah, there's a good chance they're going to lose. Why? Because Vegas doesn't lose money, bro. And that's how odds work. But, yeah, (laughs) sometimes you just got to take the GOAT when he's plus 155 in his backyard. That's just called respect for your elders. (laughs) Sure. Next game, Panthers-Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks with ease. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 it's back to one of my favorite pastimes, and that's betting against Sam Darnold. So yeah, I'm in. <laughs> uh, Sunday night football is gonna be a good one. The Miami Dolphins going to the Chargers to uh, beat up on the Chargers. Uh, Chargers first half. Miami second half. I think that's the best bet. The absolute best bet right there. And then Monday night football, we get to see the Patriots in primetime yet again up against the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, and I'm going to bet the motherfucking Patriots, and I don't care. It's probably stupid, but you know what? I'm going to keep doing it because – they have the talent on this team to not be this bad. They don't have maybe Super Bowl talent, but they are not this bad. They are better than the Cardinals. If you put 
if you put the same coaching staff on both teams, they are going to win 99 times out of 100. That is, man. And if you lose, if Cliff Kingsbury loses a game with DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray to a team that has Matt Patricia's dumbass chewing on a pencil like a caveman calling screen passes on third and 10, then you know what? He deserves to be fired and I'll take him in New England as long as he has no personnel power. Because guess what? Mac Jones doesn't know what a call of duty is. And Cliff would very much appreciate a change of pace from that. So, yeah. All right. You got picks? Oh, I got picks. I got picks. Let's get into picks of the week. It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. The money back guaranteed picks of the week. Guaranteed pick gamble responsibly. Ooh, Devontae Adams coming out hot tonight. Uh, yeah, my picks. Let's friggin' go. Uh, I'm taking the uh, the Rams plus six if Baker Mayfield plays, cause I just can't stop betting on this man. Uh, I'm gonna take Cincinnati minus five and a half. Uh, I think that's easy at home. Detroit Lions, I'm going to take them minus two. That's minus 110. I think they win by at least three. I'm going to take Miami minus three. I just don't think the Chargers are very good. And then I'm taking New England minus one and a half because I hate myself and I'm not ready for this season to be over. And a lot of the other spreads scare me. But you know what? I I like the Bucks plus one fifty five. We'll see what happens tonight. If uh, Baker Mayfield doesn't start, I might slide them in. There's a lot. There's a lot of money to be made here. Kansas City minus nine and a half is smart money. Philadelphia minus seven is smart money. Uh, Mike White. Who knows? But yeah, those are my official picks. What do you got? All right, I'm going to take all the favorites, man. I'm going to take the podcast favorites right now. I'm going to take the uh, Vikings, money line, dogs, 10 and 2. That seems pretty easy to bet. Take, throw some you money. You literally just picked Detroit in our pickups. I know, but I'm going to go with the Vikings for my official pick because I like the odds. The odds are better. It's fucking Detroit, Jay. This is perfect because all of our listeners know all you do is lose money. So, yeah, Vikings money line. Let's there go. go. Then I'm going to take the Chiefs, minus nine. Easy spread there. Nine I'm gonna and a take... half. Oh, nine and a half? Easy spread. Taking it easy. <laughs> I'm going to take the Bucks money line. Like I said, I Bucks are going to get it together, and I think this is the game where they show they get it together. A very tough team. They can go in and win the game. I'm going to take uh, Cowboys minus 17. Um, they're not a favorite of the podcast, but I just want to I want to sweat this out on Sunday. 17, it's just fun. I am 17 gonna go and a half. 17 and a half. That fucking hat. Th- those two halves are going to fucking fuck me this week. Why? I, bro, I, that's <laughs> why I bring it up. Like, Vegas knows what they're doing. And that hook, that hook, honestly, that 17 and a half, that's the hook that made me be like, that could push. 
That's, that could really push. That'd be so. Oh my god! But I gotta bet it anyway, man. I'm I'm in it. Fuck it. I'm in Up it. Fourteen, and they kick a sixty-five yarder. <laughs> Just oh fuck! It'd be so bad. But uh, and I'm taking the Pats. I'm gonna take that real easy. I think that's gonna be a fun game. Taking the spread of the money line. I'm taking the money line. Minus one twenty, not bad. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it because I think you know it's just gonna be a shit show. I mean, the Cardinals don't have their shit together, and Bill's just gonna go. All right, thanks, thanks, thanks. Ten three. Cardinals are a uh, road dog though, or a home dog. Ah fuck. Nah, I'm gonna stay on my pick. I'm gonna stay there. I'm gonna stay official. I'm gonna keep it like that. Put the picks in. If you don't know where we're at with our picks, we're on IG at money underscore back underscore podcast. And we're on Twitter at money back pod. Make sure you follow us on our socials. We post all our picks on there. Jay, anything else for the folks? You know what? The beam team is for real. Carlos Correa is going to be a giant so the twins are gonna have the ugliest uniforms in baseball but it doesn't matter because they'll never be on tv yep uh and uh yeah mbg nation let's ride